the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. You can access the podcast by going to 989theanswer.com. Click on Shows, then Podcasts, and page down to the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, You can listen to us uh, wherever you go. Got an email today from someone in the Dayton area. Cedarville, actually. Shout out. Cedarville University. Uh, Saying she used to listen on 94.5 in Dayton, and they don't play the show anymore. No, they don't. But you can listen to the show by using your phone to open the webpage, 9890answer.com, click on Listen Live, or download the Answer app, or access the show on the iHeart TuneIn and Radio.com apps. iHeart's app, I know, is free. Our app is free. Uh, Not sure if you have to buy a membership to the others, but there's no need to. You can listen to the show uh, on your phone, and when you get in your car, you can listen to the show on your phone through your car audio by accessing your Bluetooth. I know. You're tech savvy, you get it, but a lot of people don't. So I want you to be able to listen to the show if you have a smartphone. It's easy. And I received another email from Jennifer, which will get us into the audio I promised to play you in this half hour from a former Navy SEAL. I'm just going to call him Drago because I can't begin to pronounce his last name. But I was steered to this podcast with Drago, a guy who grew up in Poland, a prisoner of the Soviet Union. Uh, back when Lech Walesa was organizing the workers' movement in Poland, when Pope John Paul was visiting Poland and the political prisoners were freed, he was one of those political prisoners. And the reason why I'm going to play you this audio is because I think we need to be reminded how special it is to be an American and how fortunate we are to be Americans. Sometimes people who have gone through great adversity to become that articulate it better and feel it deeper than we do. And I'm not trying to be critical of Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer writes expressing her support for Trump, says she was a Democrat her whole life, voted Democrat 99% of my life. Trump was the first Republican in my life. I voted for him, blue collar. Uh, So it says they're a union guy. Maybe it's a wife's email sent to me. Uh, through the wife's email address. Uh, here's a sentence in that, that will get us into this uh, audio. I'm not wealthy enough, but if I was, I would take my entire family and move out of this country. I can see it's coming to a point where the young people wouldn't fight for it if you held a gun to their head. The older people my age would, but then what would we be fighting for? It's a great question, and it's a, an astute observation. I don't know if there is a 9-11 type event that could unite our country the way 9-11 did. And I agree with this email that I don't know that the young people who would be most likely to be constricted into the military, I don't know if you'd get them to go today. Because why? They're being taught America's a terrible place. They're being told by people in positions of leadership that America is a terrible place. And there's so much of 
what is going on that has a much more nefarious mission, a much more nefarious goal than just selfishness and complaining about things not going the way you want them to. And people like Bernie Sanders, AOC, Ilhan Omar, and you can extrapolate it to include Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and yes, Joe Biden, and yes, people who vote Democrat. You may not know it, but you're voting for what is decidedly a Marxist agenda to come into power in our country, for elites to take over. So back to this podcast that I listened to on Saturday. Five hours worth. It was riveting. I couldn't pull away from it. It is of a guy named Drago who, as I said, was born in Poland. And he went through great adversity. He was a political prisoner of the Soviet Union. He got out when the political prisoners were freed when Pope John Paul went to Poland. He went to the American embassy, Drago did. He got a flight to America, and he lived in the most meager fashion uh, 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 an immigrant can. And to hear him talk about how blessed he felt to just be in this country was convicting to me. He has a book out. It's called The Pledge to America. I want you to hear from him as to why he wrote the book, and then we're going to do a deep dive on the things that he had to say on this podcast that I hope are meaningful to you and make you realize the blessings that you have to be an American. Here is why he wrote the book. I want to say thank you because this is the, the reason I wrote this book. I want people to read it and not and, and muse how bad it is. Everybody knows how bad the socialism and communism is. I want people to read and think how great America is. Yeah. I want this book to be a prism, a lens where you see the good things about America, which we tend not to sometimes notice. I see people here, or not maybe some of the younger generation, not being aware about the great America and how unique country in the, in the world it is. So that's, that's why I wrote this book. Yeah, he's so right. Uh, we don't see how great America is. He says, everybody knows how bad socialism is. No, 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 they don't, Drago. They don't know how bad it is. We have people in our government advocating for it. So here is a portion of audio from the podcast. I'll break in periodically to talk about what he's saying. But he's talking about how this is in the aftermath of being released from a political prison in Poland. Uh, near the Russian border. And I think I'm going to delay playing this because it's about a four-minute cut of audio, and I'm up against a break, and I want to break in and, and talk about it. So let me play another cut from this. So he gets, he tells a story in this podcast. When he was seven years old, he was in school in Poland, seven years old. And the Soviets had come in after World War II, and they'd taken over Poland. And he had to learn how to speak Russian in school. And he just one day innocently asked the teacher, why do we have to learn Russian? You know, you can imagine, you're seven years old, you're speaking your native language, Polish, and they're making you learn Russian. And he just asked, why do we have to learn Russian? And within 40 minutes, he was in a <laughs> meeting, if you want to call it that, 
with Soviet authorities who had dragged his mother out of another school in which she was teaching to threaten her and him that if he ever asked this question again, he would be taken away, that she would never see him again, and she might be taken to a prison camp too. Seven years old. Intimidation. That is the hallmark of Marxist communist rule. So eventually, as an adult, he was thrown into a Russian prison on the border of Poland and Russia. Did that break his spirit? No, it did not. Listen to what he and other Polish political prisoners did every night in this town. Do you love freedom as much as he did behind the bars of a Russian prison? You say it was classified as one of the harshest prisons in, in Poland. Yes. Prisoners were separated by blocks with common criminals being in different locations from the political prisoners. Prisoners also had more opportunity to interact with like-minded prisoners. It became a very educational environment as we were sitting in prison with many intellectual members of Polish society. Doctors, professors, physicists, economists, and engineers, as well as other hard-working Polish patriots, patriots. We all shared the same disdain for communism and socialism. One of the routine, routines was to open the windows at 8 p.m. and the entire prison sang patriotic Polish songs that the state hated. Every yes. night, entire prison blocks joined together in singing songs about freedom and independence. These songs carried into the small town and beyond. The local Polish population liked to hear this patriotic resistance. The guards tried to squash it, dragging prisoners away from the windows, but we persisted as there were not enough guards to stop all of us and our determination was strong. In a cold, lonely place like that, morale was vital for our collective survival. Yes, I know this is something that uh, uh, when we opened the windows and hundreds of people start singing the same song, it was echoing in the small town where where you know where, where where people were living and that was they couldn't do anything about it. there was not enough guards so there was not like you just stay there and sing when they came to the cell with the, with, the, with the, the nightsticks and all that stuff we were holding the bar so now it's like hey can you move away from the windows like no <laughs> so we just stay there and and they have to drag us out so it took a crew of people to drag each one of us, and then they have to move to another cell and another cell. So as soon as they leave our cell, we just go back up there and still keep singing. So that was really unnerving for uh, for for socialist regime. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that sounds was, like a powerful thing to witness. Too. It was. Yeah, you bet it was. Beaten for singing patriotic songs behind the bars of a prison, but there weren't enough guards to beat them all at the same time. And so they continued singing. Are we on a road where those of us who quote scripture, those of us who sing God bless America, those of us who stand for the anthem, are we on that road? Well, it's a thought worth pondering. I know that many would say, no, that could never happen here. could never happen here, really. You'll see what happened there. And then tell me it's not possible here. If you're just joining the show, I began the hour by playing some audio from a podcast I listened to over the weekend. A Polish-American citizen, he's an American citizen, boy is he an American citizen, someone who earned his citizenship, someone who treasures his citizenship. Uh, His name, his first name is Drago, I can't pronounce his last name, I'll spell it for you. It's D-Z-I-E-R-A-N. 
Uh, if you have five hours, and you do because you're going to be commuting to work all week or mowing your lawn or playing golf or do whatever, uh, you have five hours, you would do well to listen to this entire podcast. Just start listening to it. If you can pull yourself away, good for you. I couldn't because it refreshed in my mind how blessed I am to be an American citizen and what my freedom must mean to me, dare I do less than I should to treasure it and preserve it. Drago wound up in a Russian prison when the Soviet Union occupied Poland after World War II. He was freed when Pope John Paul united with Lech Walesa and the Workers' Party to get many of the political prisoners in Poland freed. But he tells harrowing stories of people who just disappeared and who to this day no one knows where they are. In fact, he tells a story in this podcast of his father, who was a communist supporter, arguing with his mother, who was decidedly not a communist supporter, and his father would rail about how great socialism was, how great communism was, and how everybody had just enough to survive and how that was fair. And his mother would respond to those arguments by saying the names of people who had just vanished and no one knew where they were. Now, if you say that that kind of uh, fascism can't ever come to America because we treasure our freedom, I want you to listen to Jocko Willink question Drago about how the Soviet Union helped break down Polish society. Tell me if you see any similarities to what is going on in our country today. You say this, the communist regime believe that depravity and perversion when thrown on society make it easier to divide people and therefore control them. Yes. Relative morality was key. For communism to succeed, your morality must be based on the ideology and the political agenda of those in power, not on God's laws. God gave faith and strength to the people, which made them dangerous to the regime. And in thinking independently and not thinking along necessarily party lines. Yes, that's true. The, 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 pra- the, the, the depravity, perversion, alcoholism, alcohol and vodka. The depravity, the perversion, alcoholism, that's what he's talking about. Vodka push, pushed on people, make them uh, volatile, make, make them also divide them. Legalization of marijuana? Fentanyl allowed to stream across the border. Drug addicts in our streets shooting up, defecating on the sidewalks of America, turning once great cities, San Francisco, L.A., into hell holes nobody would want to visit. Notice the parallel? And then they can step in. They can broker the peace between this group and that group. But also they use uh, these people, they use these groups, mentally ill people, to, uh, to wage the war on the nation and to, to, for, for control. So people who normally you would have compassion for and a mentally ill person, you would like to say, you know, allow them to live in dignity. That was taken away from them. They were being used as a scapegoat often or as a bargaining chip uh, trying to destroy the Polish society and, and, and civility in, in Polish society. Does that look anything like America's cities now? Does that look anything like America's border towns now? So that was very common. And, you know, as uh, 
people do take uh, sides. They have their own opinions. But if you can, if we keep presenting group of people as uh, as as. Uh, as evil, or you pre- present evil as the good thing. This is what you're supposed to emulate. LGBTQIA agenda, labeling anyone who votes Republican not a Republican, but a mega mega extremist. And you know in your heart that this is just perversion, depravity, and evil. Um, <clears throat> then you are you, you already are r- rallied against these people. If you present mental illness as something that you have to, this is normal, this is how it's supposed to be, you, of course, normal people will say, no, it cannot be like that. And very often they will lash against these mentally ill people who just did nothing to it. They are being pound, used by the socialist regime to control society, to divide us further. Everything that used to be good and true and honorable, American patriotism, things like that. Oh, it's evil now. Oh, it's extreme now. Notice the parallel? So that's how, how it worked. This is how the perversion, the private mental illness was used to further, uh, to further their agenda to dismantle family. The attacks on the faith and patriotism was a big thing. You know, if you are a patriot, there is no way you will go and join international club of the Communist Party or something. Ah, if you're a patriot, there's no way you'll join into the uh, International Communist Party. No way you'll buy into the reason why you need to cut carbon emissions, even though China and India are not. You're supposed to be a really good global citizen. You're supposed to pay attention to the World Economic Forum. But if you're a patriot, you're not going to do that. So they, you know, if they destroy the borders in Poland, if they destroy the, the, uh, the, the, the family, faith, and the patriotism, the national identity. Destroy the family. Destroy patriotism. Destroy the family. Then you are so, so, so easy target for, to become the pan-national, international uh, 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 subject and it is making effort. it works today because when I went to Poland I had the chance to speak to f- from f- my f- one of the friends a German who I referred to so German apparently I offended him uh, he was not the German he was the European Union citizen calling him German was the right extremist it was the extremism and that shouldn't be ever used he was not the German he made it very clear in very stern way to me that he was not a German he was a citizen of European Union Germany is just extremism now yeah that's the goal the goal is to break apart the family remove faith in anything uh, other than the state that's then the, you, goal. the state can control you you can tell Jocko Willink realizes we're not just talking about Poland, are we? Not just talking about Poland in the 1980s. No, we're not. We need to be aware of what these threats are, what the mindset is, what the plan is, where it could lead to so that it does not. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.